went for an ocean swim last month. For a fleeting moment before my ankles screamed as if they were being stabbed by so many icy daggers, and before I lost my breath momentarily to the shock of the cold water, I felt like a sea duck placidly bobbing around, unfazed by the winter seascape. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. There are moments in winter that feel like living in a black-and-white photo. While February often boasts those bluebird days with bright sunlight bouncing off fluffy snow and casting mini sparkling rainbows everywhere if you care to look, those are the winter days we venture out into the most. The days when the sky is entirely overcast, perhaps even releasing some mixed precipitation, those are the days we are more apt to shut ourselves indoors. Last summer, I got a puppy, though. And she has grown so much since then that this winter she is ready for more daily exercise than ever before. So in the hour or so of daylight that remains at the end of each workday, we head outside for a hike no matter the weather. One such hike at dusk a few weeks ago, I found myself stopped in my tracks in awe of the shades of gray around me. Gray ice topped with pale snow coated every branch and bough. The waning light accentuated the cloud-filled sky and snow-covered ground that offered not a single sparkle. I knew there were evergreens all around me, but I couldn't detect any green amongst all the layers of ice. My turquoise jacket felt embarrassingly bold and out of place. That was when I remembered there is a little seabird that clearly dresses better for the season, the black guillemot. Head to the rocky shore this time of year, and you may just see this crow-sized bird, clad in almost every shade of gray, diving and resurfacing along the ocean's surface. Black guillemot is an appropriate name for these birds in the summer, when breeding adults are almost entirely black, with white wing patches and bright red legs and feet. But in the winter, their bodies transform into frosty white and gray shades. The first time I saw a black guillemot in the winter, I was so confused I thought I might have discovered a new species. That was until I realized it was the same size as a guillemot, its foraging habits were aligned with that species, and its short neck, sharply pointed bill, and little head all had the right proportions for a guillemot. Always grateful for resources like Sibley's Field Guide to Birds of Eastern North America and Cornell's AllAboutBirds.org website that show birds at different ages and seasons, I quickly confirmed that I was looking at a non-breeding black guillemot sporting its winter plumage. Not a new species, but a new-to-me version of an old species, which is about as fulfilling. Unlike some seabirds, which you can only see far offshore from a boat, black guillemots are typically found in shallow waters near the shore away from other seabirds. They eat small fish, mollusks, crabs, and worms found more easily in these places than far offshore boosting your chances of finding them. Propelling themselves underwater with their wings, they dive to the bottom for their prey and can stay underwater for over two minutes. Their shoreside diet makes these birds helpful indicators of pollution. Scientists can test their feathers, eggs, and tissues to determine local mercury, pesticide, or oil pollution levels better than seabirds that spend time farther offshore. So the next time you are near Maine's rocky coast, perhaps on a cloudy day you might not otherwise venture into, 
You could soak in the feeling of being in a black and white painting, which of course is never black and white at all, but full of infinite shades of gray, a reminder that nothing in this world fits in perfect binary categories. There is nuance everywhere you look. And if you're lucky, you might just spot a black guillemot diving in the shallow waters near the shore, sporting winter plumage that highlights the nature of our nuanced world especially well. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Reach out to us if you have a topic or nature question you would like us to cover in our show. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology. (laughs) 